Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast, a safe space for honest, transparent, authentic, and real-life gist about being a mother, African style. I am your hostess with the mostess, Barry Dakara, and I'm here to share the unique experiences of being an African mother. Thank you for tuning in. Oya, drop the kids, get comfy, and make we start! Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. As usual, I am your hostess, Ms. Barry Dakara. And before we get started on this episode, I want to celebrate a win. We have officially crossed over 600 listens on this podcast and I am very excited and want to celebrate that win. No matter how small it looks to somebody else, this is a win for me. It's a win for you. It means that over 600 times people have logged into this podcast, whether it's on Apple podcast or Anchor or Stitcher or whatever it is, over 600 times people have listened in to listen and hear about issues that African women face in motherhood. And that is a win in my book. So I'm going to hype myself up right now. Bear with me. Barry, oh yo yo, 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 woo 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 woo. Okay, <laughs> and you know what? A big mommy, oh yo yo, to you guys too. You guys, I could not have done this without you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving reviews and for rating. I love all of you. So, today's episode is going to cover PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, we're going to be talking to Titi who has PCOS and um, the title of this episode basically is living with PCOS. But before I get to the interview, let me give you a little bit of um, some facts about PCOS. Um, symptoms usually start after puberty, but can also develop, you know, in the later years and in adulthood. A lot of times it can go unnoticed or undiagnosed for a long time. Some of the symptoms that people with PCOS have are usually irregular periods or missed periods. And sometimes they also have um, cysts on their ovaries. A lot of people don't, but a lot of people also do have cysts on their ovaries. Some other symptoms of uh, PCOS include weight gain, fatigue, um, unwanted hair growth, um, infertility. Actually, PCOS is a leading cause of female infertility, but that doesn't mean that if you have PCOS, you can't have children. TT, who's um, our guest today, has a child, but is suffering or has suffered from um, secondary infertility. Um, other symptoms of PCOS include um, having um, acne, um, having mood issues such as depression or anxiety. Um, some people also have sleep problems or pelvic pain. So this is um, a big, and it's it's actually quite a common um, disease that um, needs to be um, spoken about a little bit more. Um, like I mentioned, a lot of people don't actually know that they have it, but they have the symptoms. 
And September is PCOS Awareness Month, which is why I chose to speak with Titi about her living with PCOS. I hope you enjoyed this episode and um, share it after you're done. Share it with other people. If you think you may have it, go see your doctor and see about getting yourself diagnosed. Thank you again for listening to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. I love you. Okay. So you can hear me fine and I can hear you fine? I can hear you fine. I don't know if you can hear me. I can hear you fine. Yes. Technology trying to make me cry. (laughs) I can't sing like you that was just singing. Let's wait. Listen, guys. Okay, before we introduce Titi, Titi was singing. She was serenading me on this call. (laughs) Not intentionally. <laughs> You're right. She 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 she, she kind of feels me, you know. It's just serenading no, me. No, you, you know what's funny though. Most people that hang around me know soon enough that if you hang around me long enough, I turn everything into a song. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if you say something, whatever the last uh, last sentence you said was, I'll just make it into a song, or I'll just find a song that goes with it. <laughs> Well, that's because you are a songstress, and this lead, like this, is the perfect introduction. Um, Titi, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Titi, our guest. So, Titi, please tell us about yourself. All right. So, uh, I am a singer, songwriter, and I am a worshiper at heart. Um, I lead worship at my church, and I love doing that. It's one of the things that brings me so much joy. And by profession, I'm a teacher. Um, I'm also married, and I'm blessed with a wonderful, energetic five-year-old who I pray to leave me alone sometimes. But that's <laughs> <awesome. laughs> <laughs> you know It's not what? even funny, though. No. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty because <laughs> I I feel like a lot of people see mothers and they just think that oh yeah, they're not allowed to have any should I say improper thoughts or feelings towards their children. But the truth about it is motherhood requires so much patience. So Absolutely. Much patience. I mean, she wants to she wants to play with me all the time, and I get it. You know, it's just her, and she needs com- companionship. But I get tired sometimes, and I'm just like, go find your dad. Leave me alone. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> she's still the greatest blessing of my life, so I enjoy and cherish those moments. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. This morning, um, while getting Coco ready for school I don't know like she's just mommy 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 and I'm just like oh my god (laughs) just be quiet for like I don't know like five minutes like I don't want to be your mommy in the next five minutes that can't happen trust me right and then I dropped her at school and you saw the photos I posted today the white thank you so I get this wide, bright smiles, and I just thought to myself, you know, 15 minutes ago, you were just saying to yourself, like, oh, my God, like, can you just stop, please? I and now, 
that's like motherhood is such a roller coaster. Sometimes it's like, oh, give me breathing room. And then other times it's like, oh my God, this is the best thing in the world. You're the best person in the world. I never ever want exactly. to exactly time. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, TT. Um, I have actually known TT for a couple of years now. Um, I met her for the first time. I mean, no, we were chatting on Instagram. Yeah. But you in person um when you posted the praying wives club uh mm-hmm. almost two years ago actually almost two years ago is it almost two years or was no it, last year? it was actually last year it was well, september last year we connected on instagram through your blog about two years ago right right okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i've known you for a little bit now and we've hung out um, I think once or twice since then, and you're always encouraging me on online and offline, and you're just you're just one of those people who you're a blessing to people. You are a blessing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That warms my heart because sometimes I'm just like, oh, what am I doing on Instagram? What's my goal here was my purpose I don't know I'm just anyway but that's a blessing to know that at least somebody finds me encouraging <laughs> you are trust me you are and I'm really thankful for that. so since sometimes you ask yourself like oh why am I here what am I doing we're gonna get right into what we're supposed to be talking about today which is PCOS it is PCOS awareness month yes and you have PCOS, so could you tell us a little bit more about your, I don't like to use the word journey, but because everyone uses journey, but could <laughs> your story. <laughs> a story. Tell us your PCOS story. Um, so how do I say this without getting into like other questions you're going to ask later? Uh, let's see. So let me tell you a little bit about what PCOS is. PCOS is, um, a hormonal disease or imbalance that causes an enlargement of your ovaries. And it also causes you to have small cysts on your ovaries Some of the symptoms include um, insulin resistance, um, excessive hair growth in places that you don't want hair to grow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, if the excessive hair growth was on my head, I'd be like, hey, yes, come on, growth. But no. (laughs) Hair growth in places you don't want them to grow. um, Mood swings, depression, um, anxiety. Excessive weight gain. Um, which one have I not touched? Just so, oh, the major one, which is irregular cycles or regular periods. Sometimes you don't have your period for months at a time. Sometimes you bleed every day for months at a time. It's just, wow. that's one of the major symptoms um, that a lot of people experience. But I think that that pretty much covers majority of the symptoms at least some of which i experienced so okay so when or when were you diagnosed with pcos okay so i was diagnosed officially with pcos in 2012 however i've had symptoms of pcos for much longer than that 
I'll say since my college years. So my freshman year in college, I started to notice that I had irregular periods and I didn't think much of it. Actually, at the time, I thought that maybe something was wrong with my nutrition because after doing some research, they were like, oh, if you don't eat enough or if you eat too much or you gain too much weight, you can miss your period or you could have irregular period. And at the time, you know, I was so much into fitness. I've always been like into fitness, trying to make sure that I don't gain the freshman 20. So I was thinking, hmm, am I not eating enough? What's going on? So that's really what started my journey, so to speak. Um, so after many, many years, I just noticed that I, you know, I, I went into like a bout of depression my third or fourth year in college. It was so bad that I had to, you know, withdraw out of school because it was just ridiculous. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And when people talk about depression, I'm like, depression, what is that? Because I never understood it. But thankfully, you know, I got over it. They put me on some meds and eventually I was able to wean myself off of it. And um, fast forward to a year after I was married, when we couldn't conceive, I, of course, went to see a fertility specialist and um, they did a vaginal ultrasound and found that I had cysts around my ovaries. And the doctor said, um, you have PCOS. And I was like, huh? Before that, I had never heard of PCOS. Like, I didn't even know what it was. And it's strange because, you know, I was once pre-med and I took a lot of medical terminology classes. So I would think that I've heard of most diseases or any disease that might want to pop up. And then when they said that, you know, the typical thing to do is to just go and research and research and research and everything made sense. You know, the hair growth, the, you know, the depression, the anxiety. I never really experienced much of anxiety, but once in a while, I just get into this depressive state. Um, you know, the excessive weight gain over time, I just realized that I've gained so much weight. Um, and it was so hard to lose weight and I would work out and eat right and do everything. And I just wasn't losing weight. So everything made sense. You know, when I went to see the doctor about my irregular cycles and they told me, oh, you know, you just need to get on birth control that would help regulate it. If I knew then what I know now, you know, I could have made some significant lifestyle changes that could have helped me a great deal. But because they didn't, because I wasn't trying to have kids, they just put me on birth control at the time. And yeah, that's how I was diagnosed in a nutshell. Oh, wow. Okay. So you just said now that if you knew then what you know now, so um, back then, was it, very difficult for you to conceive. I know that you have had, um, I guess they call it what secondary infertility, you know, mm -hmm. trying to get pregnant second time. So um, what's the difference between then and now? 
Okay, so what I mean is that with PCOS, um, there are different treatment options. So there's no cure for it, but you can manage it significantly well. Um, at the time, they put me on metformin, which is the most common um, medication prescribed to people that have PCOS because um, it helps your insulin resistance and it also helps with weight loss. And so that's what I was prescribed at the time. And I started taking it uh, as soon as I was diagnosed and the side effects were just horrible. When I tell you they were horrible, they were so bad that I didn't care enough to continue taking it. So after about a year and a half, I was, I told my husband, I said, babe, I don't think I can continue because the side effects, just the GI issues that come with it is horrible. You know, the nausea, throwing up, the diarrhea. I mean, if this is TMI, I'm sorry, but it's just, it was horrible. You know, the weakness, it makes you weak. It drains your energy. And so I told my husband that I didn't want to take it anymore. And, you know, I prayed about it. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer and I, believe strongly in praying about every step I take. And before I stopped it, I prayed about it. I felt peace. And even though this was what I was supposed to continue taking until I got pregnant, it was supposed to help me get pregnant. I decided the side effects were so bad. I didn't want to take them anymore. And when I told my husband, he knew what I was dealing with. He was like, sure, you know, get off it. And um, I got off the medication in April and I found out I was pregnant in July. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yep. So even though it wasn't, it wasn't that long of a wait to get pregnant. It felt like a really long time because we were married in 2011 and I didn't get pregnant till 2013. And I had my daughter in 2014. Now, after that, you know, my, pre my delivery story, my pregnancy and delivery story was another thing. And I was so afraid to have another child so soon that the only thing I could think of was to go do, you know, insert an IUD. When I did that, I guess it didn't sit well with me. It just messed with my with my hormones and my cycles really badly that I bled almost every day for a year. <gasps> what? Yep. A whole year. I mean, there were days where, you know, my, you know, my flow was heavy. There were days when it was like spotting, but pretty much every day for a whole year. It was oh the my worst experience. Like, I mean, having PCOS, I've experienced like extended periods of bleeding but never more than like four or five months at a time. This one was like a whole year and it was horrible. So when I took out my IUD, I was like, hey, at least it's been a year now. If I get pregnant, so be it. Well, it's been four years since that time and we're still trusting God um, for another baby. And I think, you know, what the doctors are saying as well, you got off the metformin a couple of months before you were pregnant. So we can't really say that that's what helped you get pregnant. So what I've been trying to do 
for the last year now is to just see about changing my diet and, you know, taking out carbs. And, you know, if you're not, if you know anything about Nigerians, it's like, well, (laughs) most of the foods we like is, you know, carb heavy. So reducing my rice intake, my swallow intake, all those things is what I've been trying to do now. So, yeah. Did I answer the question? I don't know. I think you did, um, because you have touched on um, different things that I was going to ask a little bit later. Um, So would you be willing to go back on that medication that, um, I know you said like the um, side effects were really bad, but while the doctors have said, have told you that, you know, they can't say conclusively that it helped you get pregnant the first time. Mm-hmm. Also conclusively say that it did not help at all. Right. So if I said, hey, maybe we should try getting back on this medicine for, I don't know, a few months, would you be willing to do it? Oh, actually, I forgot to mention that I did get back on on it recently because okay. I just I just thought, hey, what the heck? But this time around, the one I'm on is the extended release. So it's a little better as far as the side effects. It's not as bad as the regular one. So this one just releases it into your system gradually over a 24 hour period. So I am on it and I'm not experiencing like the terrible side effects like I did before. So I left that part out. Okay, so that's what you're using now to manage the PCOS. Well, I don't know how much of it is helping me, but yes, that's what I'm using. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still on it. And like, I wish it was, you know, a magic pill that could just make me lose weight and all these things. But I guess, you know, it comes with having to exercise and all those other things that sometimes I get lazy to do, but I have to. So apart from um, taking pills, like um, were other medical um, um, medical methods suggested to help you with the PCOS? Because I know I've heard of maybe um, like taking out the cysts on your ovaries. You know what? I I've actually never heard of that. Um, but there are other ways to manage it. So one thing I mentioned was diet and exercise. So apparently if you lose weight, it helps, you know, it helps with your hormones a little bit. And if you, if you're on a PCOS friendly diet, it can actually help you lose some weight and also get rid of like the extra testosterone in your system. So there are certain foods that are, you know, that are pre-COS friendly, like um, flaxseed is a big one. Um, Getting a lot of omega-3 fatty acid intake, um, certain, certain uh, nutrient, not nutrients, vitamins and minerals are really good too. 
So there's actually a diet that's PCOS friendly. So the paleo diet is considered PCOS friendly. You just okay. need to, you just need to. So the paleo diet is basically no sugar, um, no complex carbs, no, um, no trans fats, of course. Um, what else is not allowed? So basically reducing your sugar intake and reducing your complex carb intake and adding certain things to your diet that can help bind the extra testosterone to get, get rid of it. And what else? Just different little things you can do here and there as far as your diet is concerned and also exercising. Okay. So um, has PCOS um, affected your life, like in motherhood? Think I mean I, I guess you've always had it, you know, since you had since before you had a child. So mm-hmm. like, you don't know life without PCOS. You don't know motherhood without PCOS. But do you think that it's, um, I guess, factored in how you approach motherhood? Um, so I would say no and yes. So no in the sense that I've never had a child without having it. So I don't know what it would, what life would be like without PCOS with a child, but it has affected motherhood in the sense that, like I said, it affects my, you know, fertility and I haven't been able to have another child since then. And I wish so badly that my daughter has a sibling because guess what? She would get out of my hair more. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm telling you, I'm like her. So she has cousin, you know, she has a cousin who is like her Irish twin and they're really close and, you know, they FaceTime, but they don't live in the same city. And we have family friends that they hang out once in a while. Her best friend lives in our neighborhood. So, you know, she does get time to, to hang out with other people, but just having another child, I feel would, would reduce, you know, the amount of attention she wants from me or her dad. So I would say that it's affected motherhood in that sense, because I can just say, Hey, go play with your sister and leave me alone for one hour. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and yeah, same, it sound like she's so bothersome, like, um, are you, are you saying that if you have another child, you want another girl? Oh, you know what? Ah, I really want her to have a sister because sisters are just amazing. Like I have a little sister and though we're five years apart, we're like really close. And yes, I would want her to have a sister, but seeing that I don't want a third child. (laughs) (laughs) She's, she's given me her blessing to say that she wouldn't mind having a brother, even though I would really want her to have a sister. And one day she said, you know what, mommy, I know you could have two babies, a brother and a sister. So I could have a sister and then you could have a boy. And she's (laughs) five and she's so, she's so intelligent because she basically problem solved right there as though I could just say, Hey, I want two babies right now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. 
Well, we'll be praying for you um, on your fertility um, journey, I guess. And just pray that, you know, when it's God's time, definitely by the time you get pregnant, you'll know that it's God's hand on it. And Oh, absolutely. I have no doubt about that. Um, and the thing is, as as much as it hurts and as much as I want another child, I trust completely in God's timing. Um, I'm a firm believer in the fact that whatever is for you is for you. And God makes all things beautiful in his time. And he's never late. He's never too early. And it doesn't worry me in that sense that if it's meant to be, it'll be. Because I know a lot of women with PCOS that still don't have children. So for God to have blessed me with a child, I know that. It's, you know, it's a miracle in itself um, because there's so many people like me who still don't have children. So I don't take take the fact that I have a child for granted as much as I want another one. I'm grateful for the one I have. And there are people who say, oh, you know, you should go do IVF. You should go do IUI. Matter of fact, we, you know, we looked into IUI and we started the process and it just became a little bit too much. And I was like, you know, what? it's not this serious. Like we got halfway through it and I was like, you know what? It's okay. In God's time, he'll do it because I'm not like so desperate. If I hadn't had a child, then maybe I would, you know, consider all uh-huh. these other like assisted reproductive options, but yeah, I'm hopeful and I'm trusting God for another. And if it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. I'm just so blessed and thankful that I got to experience motherhood and she's the absolute joy of my life. And as much as, you know, I've, I've said <laughs> on here that I want her to get out of my hair. If she's not bothering me, I'm like looking for her. So, yeah, <laughs> that is motherhood. Um, so before I let you go, I just wanted to ask um, if you have any tidbits or information I can pass along to people who um, don't know much about PCOS or who may think that they have it, but they are not sure, or people who have it and maybe are having difficulties with, you know, managing or dealing with it? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think that the most important thing is to just accept the fact that it's manageable. You know, PCOS is not like a death sentence. It's not the end of the world that you have it. You just have to learn to manage and live with it. You know, change your diet as much as you can, exercise as much as you can, even if you're not seeing the changes that you want, even if you're not seeing the improvements that you want. I believe strongly that little changes make a huge difference. You don't have to go cold turkey and stop eating rice and potatoes and all these things that you love and, you know, cut out all sugar intake, but just making little changes over time will make a difference in the long run. And just to encourage people that the fact that you have PCOS doesn't mean you'll never have a child. You know, the doctors will tell you, oh, you know, your chances are really slim, but just like there's so many women with it that have had children, it's possible for anyone. And if you're also a believer, I believe strongly in the power of prayer. Um, And 
even the other little symptoms that come with it, like excessive hair growth. I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with having to pluck some hairs once in a while. Right. Um, you know, the acne that comes with it, just keep washing your face, treat that. I mean, every, every symptom that comes with it, as horrible as it sounds, things could be worse. You know what I mean? Like there are situations that are much worse than that. It's not, it's basically not a dead sentence and just, just look on the bright side of life or a bright side of the situation that at least, you know, because there are also people that have it and don't know that they have it. So that's actually one of the reasons why I started speaking up on it because for years, if I knew that there was something called PCOS, I would have discovered sooner that I had it and I would have made, you know, little changes to help me manage it better. So it's important to, to know your symptoms and get diagnosed. And so you can start, you know, working towards a healthier you essentially. Okay, well, thank you very much, Titi. This was a fun interview. I mean, and also in, um, very, very informative. Thank you for the boldness um, and the grace to, to talk about your story. It's not easy for a lot of women to come out and talk. You know, a lot, it's not easy for Nigerian or African women to talk. I know. It's, it's really not. Uh, Somewhere, somewhere, somebody that you know is like, ah, Titi, stop. Why is she even talking like, ah, and I know you keep Trust me, I know many people right now who will be rolling their eyes if they heard me talking about this. And actually, like two years ago, when I started opening up about it and, you know, putting the awareness out there every September, my sister called me and said, sis, are you still Nigerian? I was like, you know, that is the problem. A lot of us suffer in silence. And, you know, just from me being open about it, I know a good four or five people that have gotten diagnosed just from reading some of the things I put out there. And they're like, "Hmm, these are my symptoms. Let me go check it out. And they actually discovered that they had it. I've had so many women who have reached out to me that, you know what? Nobody actually knows this. I also suffer from it. And, you know, I have a lot of younger women who have told me that, oh, I also suffer from it. And, you know, it's been kind of depressing to think that I might not be able to have a child. And I tell them, I said, look, it doesn't mean you'll never have a child. Look at me. I've had one. So um, it's just been a huge blessing that I've used this thing that I have into, you know, I've turned it into a positive thing by just educating people, creating the awareness so that you can look into it, get diagnosed and just start working on being a healthier person. So thank you for having me, Barry. I appreciate it. (laughs) I didn't even think I had anything to talk about, but look, it's almost, we've been on here for like 30 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) That's what you think. Like you always think like, yeah, I don't have much to say, but once you get into it, there's a lot, there's a lot that can be said and a lot that can be shared. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have a lot of people um, who listen in will appreciate that someone like you was out there, um, and willing and able to share their story. So thank you again. 
sure. I know I'm going to have you again on this podcast. You guys might even know her voice from the uh, the breastfeeding oh, yeah. the breastfeeding episode. Okay, so she has <laughs> on, uh, on the podcast, not an interview, this thing, but she um, shared her breastfeeding story. So yeah. I'm pretty sure you guys will hear some more from Titi um, in the future. So thank you again for this. Sure. Can you let us know how to, how we can reach out to you on social media or? Oh, sure. So um, on Instagram, it's at Titi Oyebade. And I think that's the only platform I have um, because I'm not a big Facebook person. So really on Instagram is, Instagram is my only social media outlet that I have. I'm also on Twitter at TT Lakim, but I'm really not active on Twitter because I can only deal with one thing at a time. Like Facebook became a little bit too cluttered for me. That's why I left it. So that <laughs> one more thing. How can we listen to your music? Ooh, so unfortunately I'm not on iTunes yet, and that's another prayer point. Lord help me. Um, I actually, I had a few demos that I sold about a year ago, but the music is not on iTunes yet, but I'm trusting and believing that soon and very soon that'll happen. It's just another fear that is trying to cripple me like, oh, once it goes out on iTunes, it's out there for like the whole world. But I post a few clips here and there on Instagram sometimes, but. Okay. We will look out for your music and we wish you all the best with it. And uh, for that, there are great things coming for you um, as a woman, as a mom, as a singer, as a wife, as everything. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for your time. You. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Give your daughter a big hug for me and tell her to continue disturbing you. So <laughs> I will, and sure, I'll let her know. She would enjoy that very much. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Have a nice day, okay? You too. Take care, Barry. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. Out of everything you could be doing, you chose to spend the time with me, and I am truly grateful. Please follow us on social media at Mommy Oyoyo, which is M-O-M-M-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to send us feedback and suggestions that way or via our email at mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast on your favorite podcast players. Rate and review the podcast. And finally, don't keep this goodness to yourself. Share the Mommy Oyoyo podcast with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and more. The Mommy Oyoyo podcast, sharing experiences of African motherhood. Mommy Oyoyo, Mommy Oyoyo, Mommy Oyoyo. See you next time. <laughs>